I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that straight away, which is what you just came across the start. Right, so it's going, it's recording. Um so this is mine and see I, do you know what I write? So on John's on John's on the uh watch on me and John Dick. I called you two different names. He said in the chat, I kept calling you Maisie and Mazai. That's what I was calling nah, you. No, nah, I don't think you did. I don't. Well, I went on your one. My watch along, yeah. The, you, so you were, you didn't do the UFC watch along, or it wasn't manager. It was UFC. No, was it the UFC one? No. Yeah, the I UFC watch along. It was on the it was, it was on the UFC watch along definitely with because that kid jumped on. Um, that James jumped on. He was on it for the whole the whole like. It was a fucked up fucking watch along, that mate. Why did I start a Twitter space, mate? That's terrible. Well, the the Leon one, Leon Colby yeah. called. He. Yeah, the Leon card, yeah, yeah. No. I did a Twitter space and then it went to a watch along and then it went to an then that watch along stopped because I hadn't uh I couldn't I didn't do it on this. Do you know this is what we're on now? StreamYard or whatever it's called. Yeah, I didn't do it on this, I just started it on um YouTube and then this lad was like, Oh, let me come back on because he he'd been in the space chatting. Yeah, so yeah. then I had to close it again, start it again. Mm. I did fucking three different things and started it again with him, and in that. I was like, yeah, it's Maasai. And he was going, I'm sure that's how you'd say Maisie. And I'm like, nah, it's no. definitely Maasai. I was getting it wrong. Yeah, it's, uh, do you know what? Some people get it wrong. It's actually Maasai. Maasai? Yeah. But do you know what it is? I think, like, people that I work people that I work with, like, they struggle to say it. They're not from London. They, 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 I feel like they don't say it. A lot, they all say Maasai. But yeah, it's actually, it's, uh, it's Kenyan. So it's after, like, this, um, my parents named me after this tribe. In Kenya, you know those people that jump up and down. Those like really, those, yeah, they, yeah. they're like Olympic. They're like the they always win like the marathon. I know what you mean. I know. I, I, I know. They, yeah, they name me after that, and then yeah. No way. I know it's mad, isn't it? One of the people trying to read my surname out in like the airport on that, and if you was Nigerian, you'd get it easy, and they start like proper. Yeah, it's it. just Wooz, though, isn't it? Wooz is not my surname. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. Nah. Woogs never last name. Woogs is just a, a Woogs was created from the surname. The surname's that mad, right? I think about this. I will not anyone knows it, but I'm not gonna read it out say it on here. But if my surname's that that bad in Nigerian that Woogs was made out of it, <laughs> it come out of the surname. I just assumed it was just Woogs and it was just a Nigerian name. That's what I thought it was. What do you mean? Like, Woogs is a Nigerian name. Yeah, so I just thought that was it. I just thought that was your surname. It is not. There's no Woogs tribes in Nigeria. <laughs> I don't think so anyway. You said it was Woogie. It was Woogie, you know. Growing up, no one called me Woogie. No one does call me Woogie. It's never been really been Woogie. It was just, it was Woogie. And everyone mm. called me Woogie growing up. And then, um, and then it, for some reason, Woogie just went to Woogie. But it was always Woogie. With an, people in Bolton now, any of my mates in Bolton, any of them, it'd be mad if anybody came. Like, cause obviously, like, my football mates would just call me Josh. Everyone I go to the game would call me Josh and that. Right. If I go to Bolton and I'm out with my mates and they came, it would, there's not a single person in Bolton who won't refer to me as Woogie. They'll call me Woogie mm. and I would and I'll answer to Woogie because that's what it was. That's right. what it is in both. With my growing up mates, that's what it is. It's Woogie. But I right. never use it. I hate it. The worst bit was I was desperate for a nickname growing up when I was like in like primary school and everyone like would have like cool last name nicknames and that. And I was just Josh. Couldn't make a nickname out of my fucking last name at the time. And then I was just desperate for a nickname. And then that was the, that came organically and was the, I hated it then by the end, mm. by the end of like growing up. Woogie, man. Just Josh, please, everybody. That's mad because it's like even in like like my school there wasn't that many Nigerians in my school to be like oh, no no Nigerians around here oh no oh yeah I suppose in Bolton it's even even like more but the like, worst <laughs> yeah, yeah. but my school was literally ninety five percent black and, oh, really yeah 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 no, yeah that's mad see that that's just completely mad to me 
Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, wasn't even black kids in my class ever growing up ever. Yeah, I can imagine in Bolt in Bolt, and and think oh, I went yeah. to I finished school like over ten years ago, but like yeah, my school was literally. I think I remember on like the first week that we joined, they said that in our year there was two hundred and twenty people, and I think off the top of my head, I think there might have been. 20 white people max, I think. That is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What part of London's that? Like, Sellers Park, like where Crystal Palace, like my, my, my school is literally a five minute walk from Sellers Park. That's the, I'm from that town, yeah, in Croydon. No way, that's mad. Like, I guess, so I, 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 reached, I, tr- I was born in Farnborough, yeah. But then after two weeks, we moved, we just moved to Bolton because my dad's job moved. Farnborough, is it near Kent? Uh, Farnborough, yeah, there, there is. I think there's Farnborough in Kent, and then there's Farnborough in Bromley, which is around in Kent. Then in Kent, definitely. Okay, it might have been. It might be Bromley to be fair, but yeah, that's still only around. Yeah, hospital, wherever Farnborough Hospital is. Oh yeah, yeah, Farnborough Hospital. Is only Twenty minutes from where I'm saying. That's where I was born. Oh, okay, random. That's, that's what's on my. That'll be on my passport, won't it? That's what's on my passport. Definitely a million billion percent. Farnborough. Yeah, Farnborough is is Bromley. Yeah, and then when I was two weeks old, my dad, because my dad, all my family live in London, all my family are like Arsenal. My cousins are Arsenal, all my cousins are Arsenal fans, all Tottenham fans, all of them. Mm. All, my all my family are London. Right. Um, we nice. just moved, we just literally moved here when we were two weeks old because my dad's company, my dad's company, my dad's job at the time was doing like an initiative to get people from the south to move to the north because office space was like crazy cheap in the north. And they sold a one-bedroom flat in London for a three-bedroom like semi in Bolton with a massive garden right. and that, and like just they've never moved or anything. Right, that's mad. They just moved down, moved down here. North, like, didn't have any friends down here, no family, no nothing. Just moved from London to Bolton with a two-week-old and a four-year-old. Just that's them tough. two. That's How mad is that? That is mad. Yeah. That's why I end up being from Bolton. That's that. Yeah, that's that's mental. Whereas, like, like the most Bolton person ever. Because that's all I've ever known, but I also like the least Bolton person ever. Because it's mad, like my mum and dad are not from Bolton, obviously, so they don't have like the deep instilled Bolton in them. But like I did grow up in Bolton, all my friends are from Bolton, so I do have the Bolton in me. Weird. So your your parents are from London. Dad's from London. Well, yeah, Nigeria moved to London when he was 13, 15. Yeah. 13 or 15, he moved to London to Kent with my, with his dad. And then with his me mum Scottish, Falkirk. Oh, okay. She moved, right. to, she moved to London when she became a nurse. Right. Didn't that was a similar deal, like you did nursing somewhere, and then there was like a big call for nurses in London. I don't know, and then she moved to London. Right. She lived in like, Germany and Lithuania and all kinds of mums, so I'm not quite sure. Like, maybe she just moved to London. <laughs> like, I don't really know why how she ended up in London. Yeah, oh, that's that is that's quite mad to be honest. And we, I'm guessing what what where was your so where's your you said Kenyan. Who's Kenyan on your side? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not Kenyan. They just like the name of the, the tribe. Oh, right, really? That, that's that's what I was saying. So, like, my school, <laughs> even though it was 95% black, right? I would say it was 92, 93%. Everyone's Jamaican, basically. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, or, Car- like, or generally Caribbean. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my mom is um, English, and then my dad, he's, like, born in, like, London. He's from London, but his parents are from Jamaica and Trinidad. Yeah. And basically, everyone in, especially like Croydon, but like in, uh, so I'm just doing a call. I'm just doing a call. Um, I'm just, everyone in um, La, like London, South London, is is like Jamaican, basically. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, and that's what I was saying about the African thing because there was a few kids, like say in our year, that were actual like they're like second generation African, so they're like Ghanaian. Yeah. 
Nigerian, but not that many. There's more now, but like back yeah, then. Yeah, that's definitely the case here. When when black people started to move into Bolton a little bit more, they would definitely be more Trini, Jamaican, mm. places like that. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. but never really African. And then I feel like in the last. It's like the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, six, seven years. No, probably, but yeah, probably about that. You'd start getting a lot more Africans in. Because I've got mates. Oh, he's African, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah, like I, I've got yeah, mates. Like, in the last five, six years, Somalians came a lot into Bolton. Do you know what? Most of the Somalis, like in London, they all live in, um, like, they all, they've been here for like a while, but they, they live mainly in, like, do you know, like, uh, like Halsden, so like Northwest London and like, yeah, yeah. Like West London, like kind of like Shepherd's Bush and like Ealing, they they're pretty much all over there. It's weird how it's kind of split up. Weird it's quite people, yeah, I feel like it is weird how there's like black communities with black. So to everyone else, we just thought it's just black people live here and here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's not like people who don't look at it as deep, especially like white people who don't like depot much different black people out to other black people. They yeah. just think there's people in this part of London, there's black people in this part of London. But when you actually look into it, it's like there's communities of certain. Like different like parts of Africa, different parts of like obviously all, all over, even yeah. even like Egyptians and stuff. Um, yeah. well, I, I know obviously Egypt's in Africa, but do you know what I mean? You even get like yeah, Egyptians yeah. where they, they're in one area. Albanians, for example, I don't know that, I only know a few, but they're mainly, mainly, mainly like North London, East London, and like Essex. They're not really, I don't really know that many Albanians in South London. Yeah. They're yeah. mainly like North, even, even like, um, like Jewish people. They're mainly like in sort of, they're all over obviously, but they're, they're mainly like North London, East London. Yeah, Jew, that's the same yeah. idea. Jewish people around here have got their own. Like, so I yeah. never see Jewish people in Bolton ever, really. And right. then when you when you used to be, when I used to be driving from Bolton to like Manchester and you go through Salford, I don't even know what the area is, but like driving towards the Manchester Arena, there's right. a proper, like anyone who's watching, I doubt anyone who's watching this from Manchester, if Joe's watching this, he'll definitely, who did right. the, who, who the Muay Thai guy. If he's watching this, he'll know what I mean. And it's mad you drive through it and it's just, it's like, just like, as soon as you snap your fingers, it's like you go through one set of traffic lights and for the next 200, 300 yards, it's just Jewish. There's no, right. it's just all kids, all Jewish kids, Jewish adults, yeah. madness. Is, I yeah, that's... Like London's that big, whereas Bolton's, Bolton's a big town and, the, and and it's known for being a big town, but it's tiny. Compared, like, yeah. you know, like, what's from London? Like, London's massive. Yeah, because I think there is a, I think I read about that place. There's a place in Manchester. Which is like they've got quite a big Jewish community. I'm not sure. It will be it. will be it. Come where it is. But yeah, just before we get onto the fact, but yeah, like so for example, even in the boroughs, so like in Croydon, for example. We've got all day to talk about MMA. Oh. Who cares about MMA? Let's talk about this. People <laughs> want to talk about just garbage. They're not interested in MMA. <laughs> no, but yeah, for example, in, in Croydon, for example, the borough is like um, it's quite mixed. But like, say in the north of Croydon, it's mainly like more. Caribbean black people, but then in the middle of like say Central Croydon where I live now, it's like a, kind of like a mixture 50-50 and yeah, then yeah, South yeah. Croydon is a bit more like white. So it's just it is, but everywhere obviously everyone's everywhere. You'll find every yes, kind yeah. of person everywhere. I feel like your upbringing then would have been way more blacker than my upbringing. Um, I must have been yeah. genuinely hand on heart, and it doesn't embarrass me to say it because it's just what it was. It was only really internet and like and. Get, you know, growing up and like being like 18 and above yeah. and meeting black people and stuff and going like instead of just going out in Bolton all the time, venturing out and meeting other people. Mm. I was, I had, I was, I must have been obviously about, on about between like all my life until about 16, 17, I must have been 
serious contender for the whitest black person <laughs> on planet Earth, mate. Yeah. But whiter than any black person to ever live. I live in Bolton, right? Yeah. <laughs> With Scottish mum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, my dad. I feel like my dad. He was. He is. He is proper Nigerian, but even even he, to an extent, as he's got a bit older, has softened up on it. Right. Not as nice. And I think because his dad was so. Because my granddad was like a proper strict man, like a proper strict African guy. And my yeah. dad like rebelled away from that. He was always a bit more, definitely a lot more like westernized for, right. for his generation. Because like for his generation of a black man, he should have probably been a bit more African, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but no, I, I get I get what you mean. Yeah. That was so like severe. Mm. He was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna be like that. And he was a bit more softer with it. So I had a massively white upbringing, man. I had no black right. mates or anything. Whereas here, because it's so, like, for example, I would do, like, even when I went to primary school, I went to a, a black school because it was in the same area. So, like, but I would play football with my mate on Saturday, and he lives in, like, South Croydon, sort of slash, kind of, it goes into Surrey. Like, he's a footballer now. Um, he plays for Bromley. But... Bromley good? Would that be good? Would be on proper money? They're in a conference. So they're... They they were in the playoffs last year, so if they get promoted this year, they'll be in League Two. Okay. He was at Palace for most of his career. Like he's only twenty five now, but he was at Palace for like. But when I played football with him, when I was like a kid, they would like all the kids were white kind of thing. But I think if you've especially if you, if you've grown up in sort of London, I don't ever think anything of it. Like oh, I'm the only mixed race or black person, or if or or, or if it's the other way around, like yeah, some of my mates who are like white and then. He'll be like the only white one there, and you got like Indian guys and whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. When you expose people like you, or other, even say white people that have lived in like I don't know, like I don't know Liverpool, Manchester, or whatever, yeah. they must think, oh wow, this is different kind of thing to be. Yeah, yeah. Not around. Right. Quite mad. So it's well less. Um, so like me growing up, yeah, as uh, as the only black lad with loads of white lads, I would have definitely been acting like them. But I feel like it's definitely less. Maybe not, not noticeable, or it's not socially acceptable because that's not what I'm trying to say, but definitely less like, I reckon the black person who chills with only white people and does and acts white, dresses white, is a lot different to when you get the one white kid who dresses <laughs> with black people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, you, know, you say that though, but I kind of think sometimes it will be, it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, if you've got the one... Come on, when we was growing up, there was always that white kid that was like, yeah, but like that theme was right. Yeah, but people look at that as kind of cringe. But then yeah, when it comes around, sometimes it's not necessarily cringe. Yeah, but like when it's the other way around, people are like, not. It's, yeah, you're like it's more socially acceptable, but it's Social like. But for some, but sometimes people will be like, oh well, you've got no like, oh you're not black enough or whatever. How that works, kind of thing. So. Oh, that is and definitely it, a thing, isn't it? Definitely, if you think about it, that is one hundred percent a thing. Yeah, but more. It's that's another thing as time's gone on that it's well more just like accepted that I think thinking that a white person acts black is a, would be like younger naives uh, in your head. Like kids definitely laughed at it more, but when you're older, you just think if a white lad has grew up in a black area and has only had black mates and has been around black people all the time, every time he goes to someone's house for tea. It's all a black family. If he goes to the bar, it's all black people in there. He's gonna pick up traits of black black people because that's just life. You pick up traits from what you are. Do you know what I mean? Where the environment you're in is what the, is what you pick up the traits and what you are. That's how you live the person who you are because of the environment. Stop putting on an act to being black. You will act more black because you've just ground all blackness all the time. That is very true, and I think 
as well. Just, I think as well, like if you live in such a diverse kind of place, you pick up things that are just, you just get a bit of everything. But I didn't even realize, for example, this, um, on the last job I was on, this girl that was on my team, she's an Indian girl. She's from Hackney, like East London. Yeah. And um, we had to, where we were based, like our studio was in Halsden, which is like, you know, it's like North, it's actually around the corner from Wembley. It's like five minutes from Wembley. Yeah. Basically Wembley, yeah. And sometimes we'd have to go into Wembley to like go to some of the shops there. And I always assumed, because I don't really go to North London, I always assumed like Wembley, because I mean, you've probably been there, not more than me, but a lot for like finals and stuff. And yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So I didn't even realise, but like, I've always assumed Wembley was like a white area, like middle class. It's like a massive Asian community. I had no idea. No, I, I feel like maybe that's, I feel like whenever I've been to Wembley and if we've ever drank around Wembley, because we used to always get the tram over, like the, the tram, fucking tram, we used to get the tubes over. Yeah. We used to always stay in Kilburn and get the tube over to Wembley, but then like we'd drink around Wembley, you'd go to shop, because instead of like drinking in boozers, usually we would get beer from the little shops around. And I feel like the owners of all the shops were always Asian, but like you don't, Maybe that's not like the, the area, but it's definitely, I would definitely have said I knew Wembley was not a white area. But I, I had no idea. It was an Asian area, but I would have said like black mix, definitely. No, it's like I don't really. A massive, like I had no idea. Like, and I was like to my, the, the girl that I worked with, she's obviously Indian, and she was like, I was like, wow, I had no idea that, that there was this many like Asian people in North London. She was like, yeah, this is not North London, but like Wembley. She was like, yeah, this is like a proper brown area. Like, she's got family that live there. And I had, yeah. I had no idea. Like, even, um, oh, what's like another... One of my cousins, Matt, literally lives... Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I know, to be honest. One of my cousins, he's a Tottenham fan. He lives probably... Five, when Tottenham were playing at Wembley, he used to yeah. be buzzing to walk to the ground for the own games. Like, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's... maybe, And I have been been and visited him and that. So maybe maybe I know I do. Maybe I just know because I've been there. But I feel like I didn't know that. I feel like just whenever you go... Whenever you so I always remember like three different shops from Wembley, depending on which pub you got, and you would go in and raid them for beer and then like throw your yeah. beer over the fences at the either the torch or the um, green man. And I feel like they was all definitely always Asian owned. Yeah, yeah. And when we went for the league, uh, the if you there's, there's, that, there's that mile, there's that long walk as well to Wembley yeah. where there's just all, all uh, Indian takeaways and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where yeah. I was like, around. Two of my mates went on the, the uh, charity. Remember the charity cup, charity shield against City, where we lost. Yeah. Was it City on penalties, or was it no. Arsenal? No, City on penalties, wasn't it? We lost. Did we? Or was it Arsenal on penalties? What what year was this? When we won the league. So we won the league in twenty twenty, and then that means it would have been twenty twenty community shield. Oh no, we did play Arsenal. We did play Arsenal because they won the FA Cup that year. But I can't remember. The, I can't remember that game at all. Ooh, no, sure. Yeah, Liverpool nil nil with them, and they they beat us on penalties. I have no recollection of that at all. Yeah, hundred percent. And our mates went for. Um, oh, our I remember this. Now. Yeah, yeah. They went for an Indian before the game. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah, there's so many. There's so much around there. It's actually mad to be honest. Charity Shields, man, they're the worst games ever. But then I was actually jealous of the one in Leicester. Felt like I should have gone. Oh, and Nunes scored. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. But I've been yeah. so burnt from the from the Arsenal one. That journey on losing in a, something as pointless as a Charity Shield was a kick in the teeth, and I hate things like that. So that's what put me off the Leicester one. Yeah, and oh, I don't know. I, to be honest, we probably we probably won't be in a Community Shield. Well, actually, we're still in the FA Cup. We could win the FA Cup. I, I think we could win the league. 
No, I don't know. I, I think I think the league's that bad. I'm not getting excited we because I think, like I said, City can always just win 13, 14 games, boom, win them, just and ball. Yep, so, so I'm not getting excited, but I think the standards that bad, we could win the league. Yeah, but you also got to think that I would, I would say I think we can, but the reason I don't think we will, like. Um, Salah's gone for a month. Trent's now gone for a month. Right. I do think as well. Sorry to interrupt, but what you're saying it's important. From what you're saying, I think as well in this league you can have a bad month and be and be well out of it. Mm. And if we have a bad month because of what you're saying, the injuries and people going to tournaments and stuff, I think you could easily lose two, not lose two, but maybe like drop seven points. You know, by drawing one here, draw one there, lose one. Do you know what I mean? I'll just drop a few mm. points and be miles out and think shit. Yeah. I, think, I don't know, I just think the league's that bad. It is, but do you not think... I just have a feeling City are going to do like a mad run kind of thing. Yeah, probably. That's what I think. That's why I'm not getting too excited. The only, problem, the only thing that might help us is, obviously, we want to win the Europa League. But we don't have to... You know, like, for example, City have to take the Champions League. Yeah, City, we start. Yeah, and we, we, like, we can be like, okay, who, who have we got in the Europa League again? Um, the draw's not been done yet, has it? No, I don't. It happened a few weeks ago. Um, so we, we've we got... Oh, here it is. Here it is. So Liverpool yeah, have I got... Do. Wait, I'm sure... I don't think the draw's done, you know. Did we not, did we not get our draw? Hold this on. Guy, man. No, I'm sure. Round of 32... Oh, this is going to piss me off. I need to find out. Uh, Europa... Oh, man, um, you might be right. No, I don't think so, you know. I'm sure we've done our draw. Well, they've done Champions League, then they usually they do the Europa day after, don't they? I don't think this is right. I think you're wrong, mate. Liverpool fixtures. Oh, after this, not. hang on. Liverpool fixtures. I think you're wrong. Oh, wow. Fair. All right. This is absolute nonsense. This is why, why do I listen to somebody like you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Anyway, tell you what, that's a perfect reason to get sucked into UFC because we don't have a clue what to talk about when it comes to football. But we have a clue what we're talking about when it comes to MMA. This yeah. is called MMA in 2023, but realistically, I listen, I'll watch a Bellator card, I'll watch a PFL card. If it's on and it's a good card, I'll watch it. I'll watch the end of the year Bellator, uh, PFL one when it's all like six millionaires. I watch some cards, I, I watch it, I don't mind one championship, but listen, I ain't watching all of them, all the dog shit cards all the time. So this is UFC really, but we'll say MMA, but just out of respect for the sport, because I hate when, I do hate when people talk and, they, and they'll refer to MMA as UFC. Oh, me too. So we won't, but... This is a UFC thing, right? So, should we start with the UFC 300 thing? Yeah. Or should we save that to the end? Because we've yeah. got probably a hard out of an hour. Because they, they, they announced some fights in there, like Charles yeah, we'll do the UFC 300 thing, the main, the, what we want our main card to be, because we can chat about that then. I feel like we can fly through the others if we have to. Whereas this will be nice to chat about. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm, I'm done. So, we'll go for a UFC. Uh, UFC 300 main card prediction. So I know they've announced fights, but none of them to me suggest they might be on the, have to be on the main card. What's been announced so far? So what would you say that's been announced so far that you would say would is going to be on the main card? I don't think any of them are going to be on the main card. Uh, uh, Charles Oliveira against them. Oh, of course. Shit, yeah, Charles Oliveira. No, actually, you, that might not necessarily be on the main card. Oh come on. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's not been announced as a five rounder. Which means it's, I know it's not, I'm not saying that it has to have been a five rounder because obviously there's going to be at least two title type fights on uh, title fights on 300. But if the UFC could pull on, so I'm going to, I'll start by saying this is me like a, this is sort of like a loaded thing for me because my 
my thing, what I think for UFC 300, the only way to save this, mate, they're talking about Leon Edwards versus Malal might have the headline here. This is how That's bad they I know it's not going to, but this is how bad it's got. There's nothing, not really much out there. They need to do a full title fight main card. That's what they've got to do. No, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. No, you can't do Why? that. It's 300. Because, because listen, if you, ha- if you have five fights on the main card, yeah, and they're all title fights, which means they can all be five rounds. They yes, can all but, go to the but they're not going to be all five rounds, are they? Sorry? You make a couple of extra sloppy ones. That, so that you. So one of mine is, I'll t- I'll say it now just for the sake of like arguing with you on this. One of mine is Gain versus Aspinall. That is not going five rounds. So even though you have to, plus you're only on ESPN Plus, it's a downloadable app. So it's not like you have to, like they've got TV cut out or anything. They can do it. Right. Should we go? Should we go? I say we go. Our full main card, then we'll discuss it because instead of just me rabbiting on about mine, do I make, tell us, say, I'll say my full main card, you say your full main card, and then we'll discuss it. So I'm going to go. Okay. I'll tell you what, you can go first. You go first. You give me your card. Okay, so obviously there needs to be five fights, and we're assuming there's going to be at least two title fights. That's what yeah. I think. Maybe three, which means let's just say there's two title fights and then three normal fights that are big fights. And if okay. we look at what's already definitely confirmed, okay, so I've got the list here. This won't be on the main card, but I'm just going to read out the fights that are definitely announced. Bonicle against Cody Brundage. Okay, yeah. that's not going to be on the main card. Calvin Cater, uh, Aljamain Sterling. Not main card. Probably won't be if we get enough That's not the main card. Charles Oliveira against Armand Sarukian. Okay, that's definitely on the main card. Um, Yuri Prohaska against Alexander Rakic. That will probably, you'd have to assume that'd be on the main card. No, you're wrong. It's, this is UFC 300. Yeah, but look at, go and look at, go and look at UFC 298 and UFC 299. One, they're bigger they're cards. But there's not, I think for 300, that's why they're not, that's why they're not telling you these are on the main card. I think they're going big on this main card. I'm, What's I'm, your main card? You tell me what your main, what would, so did you do it where you've picked what you think is going to be the better fights? Well, like the main fights. Yeah, go on. What have you? What did you do? Your UFC three hundred? Did I even tell you to do this? A main card prediction for you? But I, 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 still don't know who's going to. I, I, I was convinced it was going to be Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor. Now they're saying June. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, that makes sense to me. I think that no, I think see, that's where you. That's not where you're wrong. It's where I think. I think Conor McGregor being at International Fight Week is perfect, right? UFC nice. three hundred. Is going to sell regardless. It's going to be big regardless. And putting McGregor on it is it's it's it's, anti, it's counterproductive because one, so hear me out on this one, yeah. Just let me just hear me out on my little. It'll probably turn into a, not a rant because I'm not angry about it, but you can't put McGregor on 300 because one, McGregor gets a doesn't just get pay per view points. He gets crazy pay per view points. Yeah, he gets like a set level above everyone. So you're not going to be able to put another title fight on that card now because then the pay per view point deals that you've got with your other fighters. Because McGregor's obviously going to push it through the roof, they're going to get they're going to get even more. So you're going to have to pay every title holder, sort of like McGregor opponent pay per view points plus McGregor's stupid fee that's for a pay per view for a pay per view that's already going to do. If so, someone I, I this was a thing that was on Twitter uh, months ago and we were talking about this, and someone said uh, McGregor will do a million buys when he comes back because he's that big now, mm-hmm. and UFC 300 will do a million buys. So you'll do something around a million from both, a bit over whatever. And someone said, well, put them together, you'll get two million. But that's not how it works because of that million that buy the McGregor fight and of that million that buy UFC 300, probably 700 of them, 700,000 of them are the same people. So then... That's true, that is true, yeah. You're not going to get... You're not doubling your pay-per-view buys. So you're losing 700,000 that would have bought both. I feel like an international fight week, it used to be a big thing. We booked it. We booked to go. Me and Randall booked it. 
I always nearly say his real name. I suppose he's yeah. Me and Render Ben booked it to go uh, last time. Not this July, the July before, the, the last COVID July, because it was, was always because it was always yeah. going to be massive. It was going to be huge. And then we said, right, we'll go this year. No matter what, we're going this year. Finally, COVID's finished everything. Let's go this year. And then it was Volkanovski, and we was like, fuck that. And I feel like this yeah, year, it's not going to be Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, this it was, year. It was shit hard, though. They dropped. Last year was Adesanya, wasn't it? Like you said, Canalia. This year. No, was, no, 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 that was that was that was like 2022 one. Oh, two years ago then. And then oh, last, year was hard, Volkan, right. last year was Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez. No, no, two no. years. Volkanovski Holloway. And then it was O'Malley done the artwork. Volkanovski Rodriguez international fight week last year. No, are you talking 2022 or 2023? 2023 last year. Oh, right. Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the year before that was Canalia was thingy, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, sorry, I got confused with Volkanovski. Yeah, so, yeah. the last two years, to me, they've sort of like just gone off the back of it being International Fight Week and put not great cards on. They've not mm. sold well, that's a fact. They've both been underwhelming. So I think putting McGregor on it brings up International Fight Week, again, back up to the level where everyone thinks it's amazing, with McGregor's name. And then next year, you probably, if you don't fuck it up again, you'll have in, the buzz of International Fight Week will be back because McGregor brings it back from doing it this year. Does that makes sense? I feel like the buzz for International Fight Week like this, last year was like, you're just putting, they're always good cards. They're always really, really deep good cards, but they're not, never got a superstar on the top of them like they used to have. And I feel yeah. like McGregor, I think it's, I think the UFC, they make a lot of mistakes, but obviously they, they make do, do a lot right. And I think putting McGregor on UFC um, yeah. 300 was, would be a mistake. And I think putting him on Fight Week's perfect because I don't think Fight Week's got that got that that oomph that it used to have, where it does a million. It doesn't do anything like a million. It will do maybe 400,000. Whereas I think McGregor is plus. You've got to still think as well. Is McGregor's star as big as it used to be? Where he used to do a million all the time. Like people are going to be like a bit like mm, he's been partying all year. I think it will still be big. But you yeah. add two things like a you add a Fading International Fight Week with a bit of a, not not fading because he's still as popular as ever, but a bit of a fading McGregor. You put them together and you get a, a mega event and 300 doesn't need McGregor, even though it's going to be probably not, it's going to be an amazing card. It's probably going to be one of the best cards of all time, but not with the, the, the massive name. But if you think back, what, what headlined uh, UFC 200? It was fucking Amanda Nunes versus Michelle. Yeah. But that was because... I know, because all the fun fights... Were... And then obviously John Jones in DC, so... Of course, but you still remember you still remember UFC 200 as being a banger, but the headliner wasn't great. So that's what I'm saying with this. Even if for some reason um, it was to be Leon versus um, Bilal as their main event, which I wouldn't want, if you've got crazy fights under it, nobody would be asked. I'm going to give you my UFC, not prediction, because it's not a prediction, because I feel like I should, I think I said to you, I did say to you prediction, but I should have really said, what it would be to be the best. So it's not like a prediction because I feel like mine's when I tell you it and I just have it in my head and I think it'll be good, you'll I think you'll agree, but maybe the UFC won't do it. Maybe someone can watch this video from the UFC and make it happen. So I think you yeah, have a full main title fight on the and none of these fights have been booked that can't happen serious really yet. So I don't know what the main event would be. Probably Volkanovsky. So if he but it would depend if Taporia won, he wouldn't be the main event. So I've gone Bellow versus Edwards, right? Okay. And then I've got a quick turnaround for either Volkanovski or Tapoy. You know, for a fact, Volkanovski would turn around quickly for 300. Yeah. He loves, he loves fighting regularly. He would do that. He would love to do that. Yeah. Quick talk, turnaround between Volkanovski and Taporia, depending on how unscathed they get out of that fight. And then, so Taporia versus Max, if he wins. Okay. Max yeah. Beat right. Arnold Allen. Just beat Arnold Allen. He beat Korean Zombies on a bit of a roll. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Max versus Taporia or Volkanovski versus the winner of Allen and Evelev. Evelev? Yeah. Just Ooh, even though it's a bit of an easy touch and it's not the best, there's no one else for Volk to win fight. That's me over fight, yeah. That, I think that's a decent little dupe. That's good. That's so are you saying are you saying Volkanovski co-main event for Leon and Bilal or are you saying Volk? I would probably put Volkanovski above Leon and Bilal, but I would probably put Leon and Bilal above Taporia. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Come on, okay, I'm but do you think that just gave me an idea then? Do you not think then about quick turnarounds? I think you think it's Strickland or Duplessis, and they fight. They put thinking, under. Yeah, same. I was so I didn't want to just put all quick turnarounds because it's easy to say, but I also think Strickland and DDP would both turn up. DDP didn't last time, but I yeah. think he's learned his lesson from that from not doing yeah. it with Izzy, and he yeah. would. I also that's why I think the UFC are not stressing as much because I think they're thinking quick turnarounds will be fine. I also think. This isn't in my card, but if you're desperate to get a five main card, quick turnaround definitely between the women's. Uh, what's the, the vacant one that's happening soon? 145. One, oh, no, it's uh, 135. Who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Who is it's it? Uh, uh, Silver against um, Raquel Pennington. Raquel, yeah, Pennington. That yeah. could be a quick turnaround against uh, what's her face? Uh, um, Pena. Pena. Juliana yeah. Pena. I don't think that, that's not one on mine anyway. So my other title fight is Whaley Zhang versus Grosso. Champ, champ for one, two, five. I don't like that. The reason, only reason why I like it is because I want to keep Zhang active. Yeah. I want. Uh, Rosso said she wants to come, come back sooner than Shevchenko's ready with her injury. Yeah. You don't mess about if if Zhang loses, you don't mess about with that Zhang versus um. Tatiana Suarez. No, uh, the other Chinese girl in China, the massive. Oh, oh Yan Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't mess about with that, even if she loses. You can still have that for the title in in China. And I, I'm a sucker for a big, massive crowd in China. All the China thing, wow. all, all, all the China uh, China fight, uh, China fans getting behind the China fighters. I'd love that. So that's would be my next one. Then my, my fourth one, which is I think is easy. I know he said he won't fight, but if you offer him three hundred, he will. Aspinall versus Gain, defending the interim. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then my last one. So my last one could be any of the others turning around quicker. But well, the last one, what I went for, just for because I thought if. Volkanovski wins and he's fighting Arnold Allen or whoever, yeah? Yep. You go Gaethje Max <laughs> for the BMF. I hate, I hate that. I see people talk to me about that. I hate that fight. I, think I, hate, that. I hate that fight. I'm only joking. I hate that fight. Not, yeah. You keep talking about it. All I can think of picture in my head is what Poirier did to Holloway at 155 where he just looked weak Holloway and thinking yeah. Gaethje will bludgeon him to death. Yeah, it's a shame because if he had the size, I think he would be a great lightweight kind of thing. Just, With that volume and everything that he's got. It's too small. And, and everything, but he's just, he's, and even though it's weird because he seems so hard to make 145 because of how tall he is and that, but he's not got the frame, has he, to build out and be uh, a sad. Yeah, some guys just don't have that kind of like. They, just, they, they I, think frame, I think frame's the, the right the right term. Like the, like the his stature and his frame's not big. It doesn't feel like it's big enough to fill out. I think he's a skinny guy. I think he's a skinny lad. He's, he's a, got, he's yeah, got nothing skinny, on. Skinny lad. Go on. So what's your have you got a main card, a five fight main card to give to okay, me? Okay, well, I'm 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 definitely not doing uh five title fights, but I would do fight. I would do three title fights. So firstly, I would keep Charles Oliveira and Armin Sarukian on there. Definitely. Main card. Main card, oh. open up the main card. Then I would actually keep. Uh, I would do Yuri versus Rakic, the last. Oh, actually, no, sorry, Yakic and Yuri to open up the main card. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then. Yeah, two title challenges. Well, I don't know if Rakic ever fought for a belt, but Yuri's former champ. Everyone loves Yuri. Gets the crowd going. 
Then you go Oliveira Armand Sarukian, number one contender fight. And then um, third title fight, women's fight. But I would want to see Grasso and Shevchenko run back. The only reason why I didn't go for that is because Shevchenko says she doesn't know she'll be ready. No, but they, they both got injured that night. Yeah, no, but Grosso's wasn't... Shevchenko got surgery, Grosso didn't. I thought Grosso had to get surgery in the end as well. Oh, did she? She wanted yeah, them, but I think at first it was just Shevchenko. Like you've, been, like you've been very wrong, very, very wrong multiple times. No, during this the thing is that they, they, when... Because I remember <laughs> Shevchenko went on aerial show, and then I think Grasso went on a week later. Yeah, maybe. And they had like a similar time on it. They would be back at the same time. So both. So, this is a lot more realistic than my one five five champ champ fight and my BMF title. So that's fine. Shevchenko, Grosso, Erdin, who's your co-main? Okay, so the co-main. Okay, so I'm a bit torn on this because basically we have to wait and see what happens. You're right about Duplessis. He he learned his lesson from not taking that easy fight. And he must be kicking himself thinking, I could have beaten him that night. Do you know what I mean? I think he would have lost to anyone that night because I just feel like he was just, if he's not really come out and said he was injured, but I feel like he just wasn't on it. And I feel like what the reason why he might have not been on it is because he probably didn't take Strickland seriously enough after everything. And he wouldn't have took ADP any more seriously than Strickland. Uh, do you know what? I think he did take him seriously, but I also think he just fights so regularly. It's kind of what, the, what I'm worried about with Volkanovski because he fights constantly, constantly, constantly. It's not... It catches up with you, I think. Yeah, no, it does. And they're not young. He's yeah. like 36, 37. Volkanovski's like 35, 36. Like, yeah. He started later... So even though they have, they've had less, less wars and that, you'd expect them to get a little bit more out of them, but they're still not young men. Yeah, and it takes a toll, especially like Volk, like Volk just got brutally KO'd by Islam. KO'd, exactly. And then he's coming back, turning around quite quick, and, and he's falling. And, and he had a war with um, Islam this time last year. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... And then he's, he went up in, he's gone up in weight twice. Now he's going to come back down again. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. exactly. So we never know. So what should be... Oh, go on. Love to see. So if... Whoever wins that fight, I would love if they can turn around quick against Hamza. I think that's perfect. But I, problem, yes, I just realized, I just realized, do you not think, you know, obviously, with everyone's talking about UFC 300, but a month before, I don't think Hamza can't fight in America. Sorry? That's the problem, isn't it? Hamza can't fight in America. People say that, but do you think that's it's true? It's definitely true, no. It's definitely true, no. Yeah. He's ne he never comes in America, just never goes in America. He's never at any of the cards, never got, never. Rumored to be on any of the American cards. That's why I think they, that's why I think they've done the deal with Saudi to throw him on the Saudi mm -hmm. card in March as a headliner because they, they can't just have one date for him. Because of the no, because of the uh, Ramzan Kadyrov. Yeah. Uh, everyone who everyone it's the same as that Daniel Kinnahan. Anyone who was yeah. associated with him got sanctioned when he got sanctioned. Yeah, so he's def he definitely can't get in. I know it's no, I know no one's coming. I find it weird that no one's asked and no one's confirmed it. And no one's it just seems like why they must get told they can't. I don't get it because there must be a media member who's interested in it, but he definitely can't get in. I think I have heard people ask about that. Um, I've heard oh, he would have fought, wouldn't he? he would have definitely fought because why would he not be on one of these cards? But I've heard Dana just say, Oh, it's nothing like, oh, do you know what I mean? So, oh, I I my, uh, my is it that? What's that? Every, every time the sort of on, I you see what you've not so obviously the one I did yesterday with John the laptop died halfway through. Oh yeah, that's why I had to run into my charge support, but it, just, it just fully died as well and it, and but it kept recording. 
So it's like a minute and a half where John, where I'm letting turning my laptop back on and John's messaging me and he's just on the other screen on his own. Yeah. Came up then 10% plug in. So we're plugged in there, we're good. No, John's on the one on this card, but I don't think it will happen because of the injury. Herrera versus Jamal Hill. How perfect is that? Yeah, I would love that. I would love that as well. I really want to see that fight because I love uh, Jamal Hill's like boxing friendly. Mm. Like he's a proper punch and move type of guy, which is like yeah. rare in, in in MMA where you get the like quite core boxing style, the work, the flaws. And I like him, and I think that'd be a good fight. But I think Jamal Hill is, he did his full Achilles, didn't he? Yeah, but he said he'd be back. When did he? When did he do his Achilles? Was it like last they July? They said he was. They were talking July for him. I thought he'd be back by like May. Oh man, that's a it's early in it for an Achilles. I'd yeah. rather see better. I wouldn't mind seeing Pereira against someone. He's another one who would definitely turn around quick against anyone, really. If you're looking for just to throw title fights on it, he's a kickboxer, mate. He was fighting like monthly. But who do you think? Who do you think Pereira can even fight at this point? I like heavyweight because I feel like they're all fighting each other to get. Johnny to... Walker versus Ankalaev winner. Maybe they're waiting for that to throw mm. it on. That's not bad. If they did a fucking fight main card, mate, it's sick. I mean, UFC 301 would be the worst pay per view of all time, but it'd be sick. Oh, this is giving me. This is giving me a headache just trying to sort out because I'm just like, right, on, right. So, because we're 40 minutes in and we've got to do all the 23 review, what is we can fire through them, but this is what me and John did. Me and John spoke about Christmas for half an hour and we had a hard out of an hour and yeah. spent we had like 15 minutes at the end to fire through everything, missed most categories. He ended up answering three and one to get over it. So, what's your main event for UFC 300? I think, and this is not even what I want, but. Just based on everything else, I'm going to have to say Leon versus Bilal. Who just... adds that, man? Edwards versus Bilal, the headline. Oh, I think it'll be a great fight. It's just... No, it will be. But how yeah. sick is it? But how funny and how, like, I don't know if it's ironic's the word I'm looking for. Is it because of the relationship that Leon had with the UFC and now he's going to headline the big flagpole, oh, massive no. event? They hate him. Hmm. The reason why yeah. they got the Usman, why they, why they made him rematch Usman so quick, because they were desperate for Usman to take the belt back off him. But you know, I don't know if I, I think that's true. You know, they loved Usman. They loved Usman. No, I know, I know. But when 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 Leon won and they saw his star grow, they were like, "Oh my god, we finally got like an English champion." I think they're they, not. But yeah. he's not. Unless they come over into a stadium, they're not even going to capitalize on that. And I feel like he's that small in America. That's why I think they rushed him into the mid force. Even though he didn't want to fight Colby, no one thought Colby deserved it. I know there wasn't really anyone else. I think they either did it because it would make him a bigger star by fighting Colby, or they did it because they thought Colby would win. I feel like they don't really care about Leon being a champion. I think it was a win-win for them either way, because if he wins, it's like he keeps getting bigger, and it's good for like UK MMA. And if Colby won, it'd be huge. And also with Colby, you can't really—if he loses, people are happy. So it's like you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. It was a win-win for them. They couldn't have gone wrong. Um, That is our. I would have put a thing under there. I'm starting to be like I'm starting to try this. I'm never going to be a. I, I need to keep, sometimes I need to, this is what I definitely realised yesterday with John's, I need to keep conversation, sometimes I need to keep, keep it in, rein it in, it's usually me, need to rein it. so we're going to go on because otherwise we're going to 2023, this is our 2023 like, and 2024 at the end, so this is like our 2023 recap, like our little roundup of the year, so we'll go, we'll just take it to turns who goes first, so we're going to start with, let's start with a bang, let's start with KO of 2023, what's yours? You go, I'll go first, you want me to go first? You go first, you go first. Right, so it would have been easy to go Emmett. And you probably yeah. should go in it. And it's like revisionist history, it's right on the end of the year. Like it happened at the end of the year, last card of the year. But I'm going Izzy Pereira. Oh, okay, yeah, I thought you might. Because the moment, the, like, 
how big it felt. It was like the crowd, everything. The fact that he fucking had lost twice, to, three times to this guy. I know like one was close and the other one was like a last minute thing and it didn't quite think he should have lost them all. But and then he sparks him after getting beat up as well. He was getting beat on in that second round. First round, was, first round, I thought, is he won it? To be honest, I thought he'd be all right. But second round, he was getting knocked out and he pulled it out and it was sick. And then the celebration was and everything. So Izzy Pro is my KO. What's your KO of the year? That, that was close for me, but I think I'm scoring it. I oh, know that was a huge moment, but in terms of actual like technique and stakes, for me, number one was uh, Justin Gaethje against Austin Poirier. That oh yeah, I was like, oh my god, like, and I think, and your with yours, a little bit sorry to talk again, but with yours, it was a surprise. Which adds yeah. to it. Like you could think, you could probably have foreseen Gaethje maybe, maybe stopping Poirier late. But did anybody see head kick? No, no. What? No. Yeah, you know, I can't even argue with yours. And if I think about it, I wouldn't have put it over Pereira because of the stakes. But if I'd have thought, if yours was coming to mind, it'd have definitely been up there. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. But that was a because really, whoever lost that fight was like, well, they're probably never going to fight for a belt yeah. ever again. Something. So where did they go from? And obviously he had already lost to uh, Dustin as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Now that was big. That was a big one. That was a good one. All right, next one. Next, we're going sub of the year. Uh, you can watch us on this one. Well, if, uh, do you know what? This one, with, with submissions, I feel like, not that you don't see a lot of great submissions, but sometimes you see a lot of the best submissions like on the prelims of like a yeah, you don't get like yeah. a big skill gap of somebody against a guy that's not on his level. Yeah, yeah you never so, see someone getting a twister in a title fight. Yeah, like obviously you saw like John Jones against Silver Grant kind of thing, but it was like he had no idea what he was doing. Like, but, it, but for me, based on the moment and everything else, I had to go Alexa Grasso against Shevchenko. Yeah, massive. Yeah, and it was, so, she was a massive underdog, and she choked her. It was like, oh my god, do you know what I mean? So, hand on heart, that was that was what I was going to go for second. That was my hmm. second pick, and it annoys me because you've just said my first pick. <laughs> oh, Jones gone. Yeah, not yeah. because of the sub, because it was a very easy sub. Like you said, game was just. Terrible, like I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was a disgrace. Like, go, like, how do you not wrestle at all? And then he puts all these Instagram video, all these Instagram videos up after the fight of him, like, doing wrestling training. I think, mate, if the time has gone, mate, you just got strangled in a round by John Jones. It was so, and not yeah. that I didn't want John Jones to win or whatever. It was just oh, so climactic. I was just like, I've waited like three years for him to come back, and <laughs> two minutes. I would rather him win that than it start looking like he wasn't going to win and getting worried for him. I'd rather he win like that. It was nice. We haven't got any answers on John Jones. It was like he just dragged. He literally the takedown was just him dragging him to the floor. <laughs> to the yeah. floor. <laughs> yeah, gone. I think gone. Like tried to hit him and he just moved out the way. Yeah. And he grabbed him. I was just like, oh, but I think because it was John Jones, heavyweight, solidifies himself as the greatest of all time three years out and he did it in the first round against a genuine heavyweight contender it wasn't he's not a bum game you know what i mean it's not like five rounds and gone you know what i mean yeah so that's that's mine but i would have but i did did like the i do like the grosso one i think the grosso ones are good yeah for me that was just i could i, I genuinely was on my feet i was like wow yeah, of course. and it, and if you'd have said grosso was going to win you would have said she would have won on the feet you would have said that it was shevchenko who had the uh who had the like handed in grappling yeah yeah that's why i can't wait for Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Right, so we're going to go for, this is me, back to me, performance of 2023. Do you mean like one fight or do you mean like... Just one fight, yeah. What was the best oh, performance? Right. So mine, I went O'Malley Aldro. Oh, that's a great pick. Just that's because like, I expected Aldro to ragdoll him, really. Mm -hmm. And I think 
it was perfect by Omar Lee. Like, was it in the second round? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. No, so, no, you're right. Second, it was second. It was second round, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, second round, wasn't it? First round, nothing happened. Remember, yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I feel like was why it was so perfect because he didn't allow anything to happen to him in the first round. He felt it out, got the range, and then snipered him. Perfect. If you could think about, if you, this is why I think it's, it's, it couldn't put it really in knockout or anything like that. I think it goes in performance because if I had a thought in my head how he was going to win that fight, I feel like it was that, which means. Aljo probably thought it was going to be that, and he still fell into the trap and got snipered, and it was just sick. And then the fact that he came out to superstar, and then when he wow. wins that, I always think the the narrative on how big of a star O'Malley was was a bit false. Called like he was a he was famous, but he wasn't like super duper. He was more influencer famous with the yeah. Jake crowd, Jake Paul crowd, not pay per view famous or that. He was more merchandise famous to kids. I, I felt like this this is when the two worlds collide when he became MMA famous and superstar influencer famous at the same time and that like i just think the whole performance the everything that it made it made a star and i think it was i think it was unbelievable it wasn't yeah i thought and i you know i was quite confident he was because i put like like 50 quid in him to win and i won like 150 really? oh, gas yeah but i even though i love aljo but i just thought i had a feeling like because he had the quick turnaround turn away from the pseudo fight i love how that at the time yeah. so the, the fight gets made and ufc are pressuring uh, Aljo to do it and Dana White's like guess who rang me straight away saying if Aljo doesn't want the fight I'll take the fight I'll take the fight Suhudo rang me straight away then Suhudo pulls out injured banged up because he couldn't get fit through the through this quick turnaround that Aljo had to turn around from uh, sure. Sure, yeah. so what's yours one performance of 23 I've got so many it's so hard to like narrow down because I'm kind of thinking does it have to be a title obviously I know it doesn't have to be a title fight because there are performances where I'm like wow that was incredible like one that stands out to me so I'll give you two so the non-title fight, I'm going to say Armin Sarukian against Benil, no, against Benil Dariush. Yeah, big so win. Need him and then knocked him out. And I was just like, that was incredible. And then for, I'll give you a title fight one as well. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Tom Aspinall against Pablo. Because yeah. I was watching it like... Oh it felt God. like every time Pablo hit him, he was hurting him. It was like... I was, was like, oh my day. And then when he just sort of... Was fine, and then he just—I just couldn't believe. I genuinely couldn't believe what I was watching. I, but yeah, there was so many things. There were so many other good performances as well. Where I was like, over from different fighters, and I was just like, wow, that was brilliant. Because you could say, even like Leon against Usman at O2 um, was incredible. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of other good performances as well. But I just think, but even even Fidia uh, versus uh, Gaethje on the London Carbastic as well. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people thought Gaethje was going to lose that fight, so. Yeah, it was a lot of good for him to go one all. Looked like he was getting a bit outclassed because at first round it looked like he was getting outclassed. It was, wasn't it? And then he took it. Then he just yeah. then he just take over, and then the, the sort of like experience and the conditioning just like took over, and he was just landing at will. Sure, he got yeah. pieced up a little bit in the first round, Gaethje. I just realised I'm going to change my thing with Aspinall. Sorry, Sean Strickland against Adesanya. Yeah, like, I can't even, yeah, that was the best performance. Yeah, by far. Five rounds, I mean, he beat him for five rounds. Like, it wasn't a fluke. Oh, it, wasn't like, it was weird that because the first round, you remember, he knocked him down and you thought, oh, is he going to do him? And then then I think after Izzy survived that, you keep thinking, Izzy's going to style him. Even if he loses the first two, he'll pick it up and win yeah. the first three. And, and then it gets to four, three rounds, and you're like, well, maybe he's going to probably stop him anyway. And then it's four. And then you get to the fifth, and you think, like, it, the fifth round was weird because usually with them fights, you're always a bit unsure. Like, it's an upset's a bit close. But the fifth mm. round, you just spent five minutes thinking, oh my God, he's fucking done this. Done it, yeah. Like, it's I was like, no, five rounds, yeah. Like, it's impossible for him not to have done this. Do you know what was mad before, before we move on? I went to, to, 
I had got to IV for that week. I'd only been there for like a night. So I'd, I went out on the Friday night. And then on the Saturday in the day, you've you been to IV before, haven't you? Yeah, from both times. Well, I've only been once. So I went to, in the daytime, we went to Ishwaya. So it was like a day event. So by the time we got home, it was like, I don't know. Yeah, because why it finishes early, doesn't it? You get back home like yeah, 11. I, I didn't realize it was just day event. I thought they did. And then you I go somewhere else. But we, we, we got back to our like villa at like 12. And I was like, UFC's on in like five hours. I'm not going to stay up to watch it. I'm just, I just went to sleep. And then and anyway, I woke up at like, literally the, the main event was starting. And I watched the whole fight on my phone. I was like, oh my God. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Was mad. It was, like, it was really right, good. We'll, to, we'll move on because we've got probably got about yeah. 10 minutes left so let's see what we can get through so on this one we'll just say it we'll even get into it and then we'll talk about the next one so i know it's like you'd say it's a big category but there's, there's loads of good fights anyway so what was your fight of 23. for me a very obvious choice i'm gonna go dan hooker against Jalen turner that for me that was That's the exactly. best fight i saw this fight so good just back and forth both bro- what i think hooker broke, broke his arm turn um, broke something in his leg or something like that it was just a great fight. fight could have gone either way as well so mm. i that's a good fight. I didn't think of it, but it's a good fight. But I always like to go five rounds, so I went Moreno Pantoja three. Ah, that was a good fight. Yeah, that good was a good fight. fight. Like on the feet, close back and forth, and a title fight. So that's what. Islam Bolt was the first one. That was incredible. Islam Bolt was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. I feel like sometimes when fights are a bit earlier in the year, you sort of can forget. Yeah. yeah. So we'll go. So this was this one's your big one. So your fighter of the year, twenty twenty three. I feel like this is just the easiest one. Uh, me, Sean Strickland. I went Sean Strickland as well. How could you not? Like, look at this time last year. Sean Strickland was. Did he lost back to back fights? Yeah, he lost to Pereira then Canada. <coughs> so he lost back to back fights, and then I remember when the uh, the fight got announced with him to events. Who was it against Mag- Magomedov or something, or whoever it was? Uh, it was uh, at Nasruddin Imovov, and then he yeah, Imovov. Yeah. headlining the apex, and people was like, "This is going to be shit." Like, no one was interested really, and now look at him, and he's not just won the belt; he's a superstar. He's a genuinely big name in MMA now. Maybe his pay per view points, but I don't know how big his pay per view fighters will be, uh, be against DDP, but he is a genuine like social media and like superstar now. So yeah, we're going yeah. To right. So we're going to go best moment of 2023. Moment in terms of like, I was gonna so the next one's best. So, this was best moment, and the next one's best story. So, you can sort of we'll just sort of like collide oh, these okay. two together. What would you say is the best story or best moment? Of best, best moment was definitely for me. I thought when like Pantoja's post fight speech, yeah, when moment, that was just brilliant. Are you proud of me, dad? Well, that was great. That yeah, was really sick, good. man. Yeah, that was good. It was like that was like. Heavy stuff on the heart when you when he's saying it because yeah. he's saying it into the camera and he's like his face and that. Like looking into the camera. Yeah. yeah. My biggest one was again it was what I said before. Izzy uh, Izzy versus Pereira, just because of just like Izzy's because we're like I've never liked Izzy. Always been against him, but for that fight for some reason I really wanted him to win. That's the first time I've ever supported Izzy ever in a fight ever. I've always wanted mm-hmm. him to lose every fight before that, and he except. Maybe not the first one with Pereira in at MSG. I kind of didn't, wasn't sure. But then, I, but I like Pereira. I like Pereira more than Izzy. But weirdly, wanted Izzy to win that fight. I just feel like I just wanted it for him. And then the yeah. moment where he's like, I want all of you to just experience this happiness. Because I think he, it's, he will, I promise you now, and he listen, he's going to live, live one of the sickest lives. And I always remember the, the Snapchat, the Instagram story he put on his thing where he was jumping off a private jet for International Fight Week. And he said, and he just turned the camera on me and goes, how is this my life? So he's got one of the sickest lives and he can't believe it himself. But he'll never ever top how that must have felt when the ref pulled him off Pereira. He oh yeah. Speak about it, mate. This is like your bogey man. This is like someone you've had to deal with all your professional career. Mm. I, he would never fight him again. 
that was my finger of the of the year. So right, that wraps up 2023. We'll go on that, and we'll go on to our little few categories for 2024. We'll don't have to rush through them because we've got like a. It's just JJ's napping, so whenever he wakes up, and I reckon I've got an hour because he had a good solid hour on the way to swimming. So um, we can go through these, but after rush, and then if we if we're finishing, we'll have a little chat at the end. So fight that you're most looking forward to that has already been made. That's already been made. I think for, do you know what, probably it's between O'Malley and um, Cheeto or Strickland DDP. It's kind of equal, to be honest, for different reasons. O'Malley, Cheeto, that's mine. Yeah. Who do you think wins that fight? So. I'm in two minds. I can't decide. I think O'Malley got Cheeto. Uh, Cheeto got O'Malley at like a time when he wasn't as good as he is. And I think if you've watched like the, um, what's he called now, the really sound... Someone who beat Cheeto, and he's like a like a hippie guy. Oh, he's uh, Corey Sandigan. Yeah, Corey Sandigan. If you watch that win, the blueprints there with Cheeto, just like volume and right. all that. You get overwhelmed because he can egos like even the. I feel like I watched that Munoz fight and just forgot that Cheeto is like the, the cardio king. And then it comes to the third round and he takes over and dominates, and you think, oh yeah, it's, it's Cheeto. Now he yeah. can easily do that because I do do question O'Malley's gas tank. He gassed in the Yam fight. You mean no? I thought he gassed towards the end of the like, Yam fight. Yeah, I thought he was tired. I thought it was a, just a great back and forth. Well, it was a great fight, but I do think he got tired. I think Yang got tired too. But I'm I just, think... In my opinion, I, I, just, think, I just think O'Malley can, can get tired. And I think mm-hmm. Cheeto doesn't get tired. But I also think O'Malley can style on Cheeto. And the first win was a bit weird. Yeah, but do you know what? I don't even think the first fight comes into it now. I just think they've both improved a lot. And if you look, like O'Malley hasn't lost since. But some people think he lost to Yan. I personally think it was close, but I think it was that, close. And I probably want O'Malley to win enough to say that I probably think O'Malley won it. I mean, I bet on O'Malley, so I wanted him to. I won like 300. <laughs> I thought watching it, oh, Yan's won, but it was so close he could have gone either way. But if you look at since those two, when they fought each other nearly four years ago, okay, so O'Malley hasn't lost since, and but he's had weird fights like the Pedro Munoz one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Cheeto has. He's lost twice. He lost to Jose Aldo a yep. few months after that fight, which was close. But Aldo just kind of—it's like his experience. He kind of just—it's like a veteran's sort of win. He just—he just. I think Aldo just oh, was just better than Cheeto and too experienced to fall for Cheeto's traps of just like gassing you out. And I think he had experienced him, even though Cheeto's experienced. I think he I think they were probably a similar level at that weight and that. But Aldo had the experience where he wasn't going to fall into any of the traps that he was. And then the, the other fight that he lost, which was just the weirdest fight ever. It just he didn't do anything. Like, he, he didn't. It was so unlike him. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So I don't. Well, you, I, sometimes you think he might be injured or something. I, do, I, I agree, and I think it's. I think it's going to be a great fight. I just think weirdly, I think Cheetos the style that he could that uh, O'Malley can look good against, but also probably his kryptonite. Really, obviously, other than like a dominant strong wrestler. But then again. You look at Aljo, dominant strong wrestlers are not really great on the feet, so he's like that much ahead of him on the feet that he can he can knock him out like that. I feel like Cheeto, who's quite a decent grappler, decent on the feet, decent jiu-jitsu, stamina for days. I feel like that he could be all wrong for O'Malley. Yeah, you know, he could. You know, I think as well, the UFC must be thinking, they must be thinking, oh, they must be praying that Cejudo beats Marab. I don't think he yeah. will. But O'Malley is a big fight. But no, it's not even that. It is, but it's they don't want Marab to be champion. They definitely no, don't. He's not yeah. a big name. He doesn't sell anything. He's he's, he's not, not funny. He's not. 
like part of the like Dagestani, like where they just like smash everything, and it's like this almost mm. like that stoic that you sort of like. He's not even like that. He's like somewhere in between being that and funny and that. Yeah. So obviously, O'Malley Cheeto is a big fight, and that's why we both put it in our fingers. So we'll go for a fight that we want to see that hasn't been made. That hasn't you, been made. Um, so do you want to go first? You go first. You go first. You went first last time. So I've gone for uh, Hamza versus Strickland. Ah, yeah, that'll be good. That'd see be that good in a, like maybe it'd be hard to send Strickland over there, but it would be good to see that in like Abu Dhabi, the yearly Abu Dhabi fight. I think he would go if he paid him enough. I think he would go over there. I mean, it'd be hard to fucking put Strickland in Abu Dhabi and the UFC not come out looking terrible in front of fucking Saudi princes. Uh, in front oh, of princes. <laughs> That's what I mean, mate. I oh, yeah, yeah. They all they need like respectful fighters of that, don't they? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a shame. It's, do you know what? Now you actually said it, it's actually so annoying about Hamza not being allowed. But the thing is, though, just to go back to that, obviously, Ramzan, he's always been associated with him. And obviously, the raw. Yeah, war he, he only got sanctioned like 12 months ago in the US. In the US. But didn't he go when, when um, you know, when like Hamza was meant to fight Nate and then he fought Kevin Holland? Was he, was he not sanctioned then? I don't think so, because that no. would have been. That would have been. September 2023. No, it wasn't. Sorry, September 2022, my bad. Yeah, I, think, I think he got sanctioned at the start of 23, same with like Daniel um, Kinnahan. Or maybe Kinnahan was a bit early in that. That's annoying because, yeah, that's so jarring. So so are you saying he's, he's sanctioned because Kadyrov is involved with Russia in the war? He's not been sanctioned. So, Hamza Chimev has not been sanctioned himself. Obviously, it's, it's Ramzan Kadyrov who's been sanctioned. So, I feel, yeah. so you've got links strong links to him you can't get in same that's why tyson fury cannot get in america now because of the daniel kinnahan links he's not actually in any trouble whatsoever he's just they're just not letting people in who it's because it's one of them in it like what's the likelihood that at some point kinnahan and uh ramzan kadirov have 100 money laundered money through these two with dodgy sponsorship deals or management deals or something do you know what i mean it's 100 like that they have benefited profited somewhere between off them so i think that's i don't really know but i'm guessing that's what it is yeah. What's your what's your fight that's not been made? What's yours? Well, I guess we kind of know it's happening, but it's not. Something in that triangle of like Jones, um, Aspinall, and Stipe, but that's a bit weird. So I, I might not mention that. So I kind of really, I would love to see uh, probably maybe like Ian Gary against Shabcat or something. Someone, yeah, something go down like that. Was still sick, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see Ian Gary, he said it on Ariel's show yesterday, and I can't get my head out of it. I would love to see Ian Gary versus uh, Colby. Yeah, that's you're in Ireland. Fight. That's a sick fight. I never did that in Ireland as well. Anywhere, do it anywhere. Even on 300, Gary said he would love that on 300. But, Gary, but Gary's fighting Jeff Neal in, is it in February? And he said he would turn down for 300 for Colby. And that'd be a big fight for Colby as well. No, that's not, you know, Jeff Neal's not an easy fight, by the way. No, I think, he, I think he could lose to Jeff Neal. He could, he could. But he, you know, he's not, Gary's like a bit of a clown. He is really good. No, he's really good. Listen, I know he's really good. I know, and his stand-up's unbelievable. But I think Neil's good. I think he probably he probably will beat Neil, and he probably would have beat Luke here. But I think it's a real fight. Mm -hmm. so, what's yeah. we've got, so we've got two more categories. So we're gonna go. Who do you reckon's gonna have your stand-up standout 2024? So a new guy coming up, kind of thing. Or it can be someone who's up but who like takes over. I've got mine. Do you want me to choose on mine? Go yours first, because yeah, Marab. So even though we, we just said that the UFC wants Cejudo, I think he's going to beat Cejudo, and then he's going to be undeniable and will have to have a title shot, and I think he beats O'Malley. And I think he ends 
dish. And then I think he's the sort of person who I think he'll fight three times. I think he'll do Sahudo or Mallet, and then he'll be on like a come in on one of the end cards. And I think he'll get three wins and finish the year with the title. Do you know what? It's hard to argue that because he's so good. Well, yeah, he's just a hot his style is just so hard for people to sort of deal with. Like I watched this. Do, do, do you know the journalist um, James Lynch? James Lynch. He goes to a lot of the. He covers like UFC. He goes to like all the events and stuff. No, if you saw him, you might recognize him. But he's got like a YouTube um, channel, and he's like a Canadian guy. And he has like um, he'll interview fighters like every day, and he'll he'll do this thing where he'll ask loads of fighters about a certain fight, and it was like say Cejudo against um, Marab, and it's just like the tally. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, Marab's gonna like ragdoll him, but then people are like, well, Sahudo is still really good at wrestling and oh, stuff. Yeah, of course it is. I can't, I can't. That fight is just like Sahudo kicking himself for taking so much time away in his prime. Yeah, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Yeah, like, yeah, because he that would have been perfect for him to just perfect years to even if he'd have lost, he could have got himself back up to a title fight again, and it was yeah. a division. People were taking the belts off each other all the time. Aljo took Yon uh, Yon took it off. Someone to who like, yeah, of, like when when Sahudo retired, he beat. He went, yeah, he took it off. He fought Aldo for it, didn't he? And then he, oh, he beat Aldo, or whatever it was. And then he so he could have been in that. He could have been in the old all the Aldo fights, the TJ fight. Like there was plenty of big fights for him. And he just blew it, and then I think he's come back skin, and now he's desperate, and he's that's why he's taking the rap fight. He definitely could have won like one more. Title. Oh yeah, he won two, two of them. He could have beat him. One got fought for another title. Yeah, he, he I think he fumbled the bag on that one because he really he really could have like. I don't know. So I, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, for me, for, for my guy or whatever, I'm going to say um, Manel Cap. He's fighting this weekend. Yes, I like him as well. I you are he, a bunch of... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. When he goes, you are... He oh, said yeah. That, <laughs> he goes, you are... And he said it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I didn't... When he first joined UFC, because he was, he was like champion in Ryzen, I think. I didn't. He was, in, was, he, was, he, was he? Was he not in the? Um, and I made that up. Was he not in the Ultimate Fighter show where they were all? No, I, don't, I think he's a bit young. He's only like twenty something. So I could be wrong, yeah, but maybe, maybe yeah, because Kyra France was in that, wasn't he? Kyra France, Pantoja, um, Moreno. Moreno, um, Moreno. The story of Moreno when he get, when gets when Zudo, when he goes, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think man, he's fighting this weekend as well. So I think if he wins. Yeah, he could be fine. I think he'll be champion by the end of the year because flyweight is a bit like I, he could beat anyway, you need to win two and you get a title fight at flyweight. Yeah, like he if he beats um who's he fighting this weekend? He's fighting um Mateusz Nicolau. Yeah. If he, if he beats him, I think they're either gonna give him a title shot straight away or he'll have to fight maybe like the winner of Moreno and Algarzi. I think no, because they said Moreno's Algarzi's definitely fighting Pancho Pantoja. So I think I think you're right because I think you can go Kate wins. Then you do the natural Kai Kara France one. And if you beat Kai Kara France, title fight then, do you? Yeah, that's, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I think you're right. I think, I think he could definitely easily fight for one. Manel, I think Manel Cap's going to have a great year. I think so too. His I agree. I think he's terrible. His first, two, his first two fights, he lost like a decision. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember the first one. I remember the second. Yeah, he, and he was like, oh my God, I don't know. It was just, but yeah, he's improved a lot. He's really good. The last one, last category, I don't know if we'll be able to have. Yeah, we should have time if we just we'll fire through the girls one. Yeah, we'll fire through it mainly and just see what we say. So we'll go who will end the champion in every weight class. So we'll go women's straw weight. That's yeah, straw weight yeah. is one. Yeah. So I'm gonna go 
Uh, I'm going to go Whaley Jangles to win, who'll finish it. Ooh, I'm going to say Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez is a good choice, yeah. Actually, yeah. probably if I thought about it, Tatiana Suarez. But this is the only one that I haven't done any. I mean, to be honest, if Zhang did it, I wouldn't be surprised she's that good. I'm just searching the fingers though. I don't even know all the division. Right, yeah. So we've got so yeah, so straw oh no, fly yeah, straw weight first, and then it's flyweight. What are you want to say for flyweight? Flyweight. It's a weird one that, isn't it? I'm going Erin Blackfield. Oh my god, Erin Blackfield. Do you know what though? I I'm gonna sneak one in. I'm gonna say Oh god, it depends. Do I think Valentina is gonna beat I think Valentina's going to beat Grosso, but it's who's going to beat Valentina after that. Oh, or does anybody beat Valentina after that? Maybe she only fights. It's hard because you never know. Maybe Valentina beats Grosso, then only fights once and wins, and you just never know, do you? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to do it after this. Okay. Do I think Grosso, do I think Valentina will beat Grosso? I'm going to say, I think she does. But, it, oh, but then I, I oh, I'm, that's a 50 50 fight. I'm just going to say Grosso wins that fight. So let Valentina wins that fight. And then I'm going to say, Well, if 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 Erin Blanchfield fights Valentina, I think Blanchfield would be the champion. But if Grasso beats Valentina, I think, I think Grasso Grasso beat Valentina. yeah, and I think then Macy Barber might come off and be the champion. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna say Erin Blanchfield for now, but it could be any one of those. Right, we've got men's flyweight. Are, are we not doing um, bantamweight for women? Oh, yeah, shit, obviously, yeah. Fucking hell, ignore me. Jesus Christ, yeah. Bantamweight for women, I'm going to go Pena just because I like her. Same. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I like her. But that, saying that, though, Pen, but it's, not, it, it's, it's a bad division in it, let's be honest. But I'm going to go, I'm just going to go Pena. I reckon Pena will win. I think she can win it, especially now that Nunes has gone off it. And them two are going to fight early, so she'll probably get the fight middle of the year. That means you only have to fight one more time after that to defend it and keep it. Even though you're not the best, you can get an easy. With the UFC, it can work on who the, when there's a schedule slot and when they need somebody, and you being available and that, like fitting in and getting an easy title defense and staying. So, yeah, I'll go both. So, we're both just, I would say, we're just both going Pena because we're fanboys. Yeah, I love Pena. I think she's great. Let's go flyweight. So, we'll quickly go from flyweight and then we'll stop on bantamweight, maybe off heavyweight. So, flyweight, I'm going to go Moreno just out of loyalty for Moreno. You're going cap, aren't you? I'm going to go Amir Cap. I think it could be Moreno, but I'm going to say Cap. Because Amir Obadi is a fight. fight. Moreno right? Cap would be a great fight. Oh, I would love to see that, but I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. Right, and then we'll go Bantamweight. This is an hard one. You could see O'Malley keeping it. Ju- I think it's more likely that O'Malley isn't it, though, than is. I can't see how he beats Cheeto, then would have to beat Mirab or Cejudo, which I could see him beat Cejudo, but Mirab, and then he would have to probably defend it at first, maybe, and he'd probably get away with two defences because he's big, but if he had to do three, I can't see. I just can't see him win, uh, defending it three times. But I think he could easily defend it twice. because I, I think Mirab kills him. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, right. Um, I think it would be closer than people think, but if I had to bet money on it, I'd probably, I, I'm going to say Mirab is champ by the end of the year. I'm saying Mirab as well. Right, we'll go featherweight. This is an hard one. February. I'm gonna say, just because I always believe when he goes up and whatever happens, he just comes down and still just kills him. I still think he's a good 12 months ahead of everyone else. I still think Volkanovski will be a champion at the end of the year. Mainly because as well, if he beats Taporia, there's no challenges, so the fights will probably all be like a bit subpar just to get him challenges. Does that make sense? Just right. to get him fights. So I'm gonna go Volkanovski. I am going to say. <clears throat> It's 
I could see a world. I could see a world where Taporia beats Volk, Holloway then beats Taporia, and then Holloway loses it someone like everywhere or something. Yeah, yeah. Alan, not Alan, but like he already he beat Alan. Like, it again, though. I, I'm gonna say Evluev because he's fighting early against Alan. But yeah. that's if he beats that or Alan. I want Alan to win, but yeah, right, we'll fly through lightweight because there's not really, there's a lot going on, but we'll. I want to get like more. I want to have. I think we'll have more time in the, the last three. So we'll fly through lightweight and we'll fly through welterweight. So lightweight, I'm going to say Makachev. I can't see anyone taking it off him. It's like, yeah, Islam. Unless Armand could beat him, but I'm going to say Islam. I think Islam. And then welterweight. I think, I think Armand's the only guy that can beat him as well. Welterweight, I'm going to go. Um, what's his name? Uh, Shakav Shavkat Ramanov. I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm going Shavkat. to say Leon Edwards. Do you think so? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you think he beat Shavkat? Could he beat Shavkat? Do you think he will? If they fought now, yeah, I think Leon beats him, definitely. But saying that, though, then we can stop on these three because these are big ones. So middleweight, because it's an hour 15 now, and I can just. The only reason why I'm rushing on these is because I, I can picture hearing JJ crying in a minute. Yeah. I still keep hearing little movements upstairs where I can tell he's moving in bed. Yeah, I can yeah. picture him crying and then I'm going to have to go. So. And I don't want to like even leave one left. Obviously, if I hear, hear him win, I can leave him for a couple of yeah, minutes. Yeah. Strickland, so middleweight, it, it's not I, easily. I could even just how, how, the, how the fights fall, I could easily see Whitaker being champion. I could easily see Paulo Costa beating Whitaker and fighting for it and be champion. I could see Chimaev being champion. I could see Strickland just somehow hanging on to it. I could see DDP. I think this is the most open division. Even more, even though light heavyweight's open in terms of everyone beats everyone, I think this is the most open division work. Right. Who's going to keep hold of this title? I'm, I'm going to say Israel Adesanya. Even Adesanya, yeah. Even Adesanya could come back at the end of the year, cash in his money in the bank, depending on who's champion at the end of the year and fucking wipe him out. Would you, I just wouldn't necessarily put money on Strickland to beat Adesanya in a rematch. I think he still would beat DDP. I think he would be. Whitaker Costa, if they had to, I think he would probably beat Chimaev as well. I think I think it Adesanya is a good shout, but I also think Chimaev's a good shout because I think he's guaranteed to get a title shot later on in the year. That's what they're pushing him for. So neck and neck. Pardon? So neck and neck with all of them. Right? Yeah, that's a hard one. So I'm just going to stick my neck out and say Chimaev just because I love him and I, I think he's, well. think he's definitely going to get a title fight at the Abu Dhabi card, which is always a bit later in the year, and that could just tie him over. So just by sort of like. Semantics, I'm going to go. Shemaev, who are you going? I'm going to say... Oh, no, yeah, I'll say Adesanya. Adesanya. Right, light heavyweight. I'm going to say Pereira keeps it all year. Ooh. Because I think once he beats... I think he will either turn around quite quick and fight at 300 or he'll wait for... Um, just did his Achilles. Uh, Jamal. Jamal, he'll wait for Jamal. And if he beats Jamal, which is a good fight, I think after that, it's a bit of an easy run for him in terms of how their styles are. What about Ankalaev? Just drags him down and burrows him on the floor. Yeah, Ankalaev. Even if Rakic beats Yuri. Yeah, that's good as well, because he's a good wrestler. I'm going to go Pereira, though, still. I like him. I'm going to say Yuri Prasco. Yuri Prasco, okay. Yuri Prasco? Yeah. I, I, think, I could I think also I even think Perhaska could win the title without even having to rematch Pereira. That's how weird the division is. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But I think he could beat Pereira. Like I think, I, think, I think it's a shootout. I think if them two fight each other ten times, you'll get could it could finish five all. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Yuri because I think he'll beat Rakic because I think it's a bit early for him. He'll beat Rakic. He'll either get a title shot or he'll beat he I think out of all of the contenders, he's got the best style to beat Ankalaev. Yeah. 
So I could see him beating Ankolaev and then becoming champion, whether that's beating Pereira or fighting for the belt. I think I think it'll be Yuri. Yeah. I like that. Well, I'm going to go out. So I'm going. So I was going Pereira. You're going uh, Prohaska. Yeah. And finally, I can't believe we've actually managed to get through all the categories and everything here. Even if JJ cries now, we're going to finish it. Yeah. Heavyweight, just because I don't think they're going to give the fight. I think they're going to. I think it's going to turn all the way over to New York. This. I think it will be Stipe, John Jones in New York again. I think that's how long it will take for John Jones to come back. You know, he's hard to make fights. You know, he's awkward. He doesn't really. I think he likes dragging it out. I think he's good. Them two are going to fight again in November, and then he's not going to turn around before November. They're not going to strip him because they're determined and they've dug the heels in on this fight. So I think it's going to be Steve Bay Jones in New York. He wins, and John Jones retains the heavyweight title by the end of the year. I agree. Yeah, John Jones will be. Unless the only spanner in the works could be he beats. He beats Stipe and it's uh, and the UFC hate what he does. He retires on the mic and um, and then they just go straight away. That December card, boom, heavyweight, uh, last minute heavyweight title fight. Same Sort of the same way they did with the light heavyweight one last year. And you get like a heavyweight. But I don't think so. I think John Jones is more likely to keep up because he loves being the champion. He loves the limelight. He loves the party. He loves partying as a UFC champion. He's a party head. And I think he would like Christmas and New Year. I think he would just say, no, no, I'm not retired. He'd like to have Christmas oh, and New Year yeah. as the heavyweight champion of the UFC. His last Christmas and New Year is champion. And then probably sometime in January, February, he goes, you know what? I'm all right. Yeah, I can see that happening, definitely. Um, are you saying John Jones or are you going to go Aspinall? I'm going to say Jones because I don't think Aspinall's going to fight. He's going to get a shot, yeah. Um, unless... Go on. I don't know. Do you think... Okay, so you think it will definitely be November, Jones fights, do you think? Even if it's August, I don't think Jones fights again next year. I think he likes to drag oh, it out. I see, too. I see what you mean. You think he'll want... But saying that, though, in, in John Jones's defence, actually, still, you're right. He fought in February, and then he fought again in November, which was nine months. But do you not think he was going to fight... Do you not think he would have fought, like... Now that I think back to him, I don't get why... Do you think they only done Steve Hay Jones in New York because they are oh, Jones wanted to do it in New York? Do you not think... They could have easily done that fight in August. Well, they or... tried to do it International Fight Week and they couldn't get it done. Jones was being too hard work, remember? Yeah, that, that was it, yeah. yeah. yeah but... tried to get it done, but that's, that's why, so we were going to, like I said, we were saying this year we were going no matter what, me and Randa Ben. And then it was Jones, Steve and was like, right, we're going, we're going, finally we're going. And then it was ended up being Volkanovski and was like, fuck that. To be honest, that card was sick, though. Oh, no, it was sick, listen, it was sick. But sometimes when you go to Vegas, you want that fucking, I want to go and watch like a... I want to go and watch that big fight. I want to go and watch the the, the, the Jones fight. I want to see John Jones fight. Like Jones, like McGregor, obviously Jones and like Adesanya. There's not really anyone where you're like, oh my god, like no, there's not anymore. But I think that's the whole point. I think the UFC learned from McGregor when McGregor started saying like I want percentage of the company. I think they learned not to have mega stars anymore and have everyone on a flat. The UFC's the mega star and Dana White's the mega star and you're all our fighters. I think that's like by design. But do you not also think as well, you can't make a megastar. McGregor was kind of just like, he's a one in a million. Kind of, you can't even make somebody, like, even like O'Malley or Bonick, you can't make a star. Like, you're either a star or you're not a name. Yeah, you, know. you can push them, but you can't make a McGregor kind of thing. It's weird. Or these kind of guys. I don't think there'll be another star for, like, a long time. No, nah, I don't think so either. It, it has to be... Organic. Organic, yeah, you can't push yeah. it. Right, that's been an hour 20. It's been good, but I'm going to wrap it up here. Before, uh, I go, before we go, yeah. so next week, obviously, is the pay-per-view. So we'll do one next week. Oh, is this the week of pay-per-view? 
next week. Next weekend. Yes, we, yeah, so next week we'll do another one and we'll go through the pay-per-view on it and then we'll do the number cards all the time after there's a big fight night. Yeah, all right. Cool. So we'll work out a day for next week's. Yeah, cool. I'm free all week because I'm still not working. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. Right. I'm going to shoot it off now. Um, live chat this Sunday. This has been our, the year that was in 2023 and uh, looking to next year. Goodbye, all. Great.